Project Borough is now available as a podcast on your chosen podcast providers so you can listen to every episode on the go. Simply go to the description of this video, click the link to the podcast provider of your choice and subscribe or follow Project Borough and you'll be able to find all episodes past, present and future right there for you to listen to on the go. Borough's winning run comes to an abrupt end with a performance that, well, the least said about this one, the better. It's the Uruguayan curl to one in. What is up guys, Matthew here, welcome to another episode of Project Borough and well, it is safe to say that Borough's winning run, as I say, come to a halt and when I say halt, I mean it was like the equivalent of a car hitting a brick wall at 60 miles an hour. In fact, I'm not even going to use the analogy that Borough were a car that was going at 60 miles an hour because the analogy I would use for Borough today was a team who were a car that just wouldn't start. We were a car, we were spluttering, the engine was spluttering and just stalling and chugging along and whenever we would maybe get into first gear and try and upshift into second, we'd stall again and we just did not get going in this game at all and it was a really, really poor performance and there were way too many of the starting 11 who were just way below the level required for what is needed to compete at this level and it's a shame. I think it's it's, it's the direct opposite as to what we've seen recently from Borough and in fact it's sort of reminiscent of the sort of performances we were seeing at the start of the season when we were very disjointed, we were very disconnected, didn't feel like a cohesive unit and yet the other, you know, the opposite were taking the chances that come their way and they were helped a little bit by Borough's defenders and that's exactly what the story of this game was um, inevitably and we, you know you can't take anything away from Stoke um, they're on a good run and they are the sort of team who can pull a result out the bag as we well know they're very unpredictable and they always seem to be in a bit of a purple patch when they come to the Riverside but I think as much as Stoke rightfully deserve credit for how they set up how they defended I also think it's worth saying that they did not have to be anywhere near their best to beat Borough in this game. Literally, Stoke just had to do enough to get the job done. They just had to do what was necessary to get the job done. I feel like they 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 scored their goals at the right time. They were helped by Borough massively. Yeah, I think the timing of their goals was crucial, but they didn't they didn't have to do anything spectacular to win this game and they didn't create an awful lot across the whole of the game. They created more than Borough because I don't think many sides wouldn't have created more than us. We were literally, well, we, we, we had no creativity whatsoever. We were anonymous, really, in the opposition's final third. But what they did create, they put away. And yeah, they just had to simply get the job done. If this was a Borough, seat, a Borough side who was at their creative, competitive, free-flowing best, this might have been a 2-2. We might have even won it 3-2. It's not like Stoke played us off the park, and that's the frustrating thing. When this winning run comes to an end, I guess you could kind of ex- 
you expect this run to come to an end. Of course, it was always going to happen. Seven wins in a row is absolutely incredible, and the turnaround from where we were is still amazing. We were always going to lose a game eventually. I think it's just frustrating that we lost it at home, playing as badly as we did, and it's not like the other team had to literally pull out all the stops to beat us. You know, We were beaten very easily. Stoke had a pretty... Nice stroll, a nice Saturday afternoon strolling around the Riverside pitch as Borough just didn't cause them any problems whatsoever. So, delving deep into the game, I think it was clear for me in the first half, you know, in the first few minutes, we weren't at it. You can kind of get an idea from how a team starts, whether they're on it or not, and instantly within the first 10 minutes, Stoke were a lot sharper a lot quicker, a lot neater, a lot tidier in possession. Every touch when they bring the ball down or they receive the ball was perfect. Their passing was finding its mark. They looked quite free-flowing when they were going from back to front. Contrary to that, Borough were the complete opposite. I mean, I don't think I've seen us be as bad in possession this season, really. I know we've had some really poor results, but you know the, the the in possession today we were so bad passes were and then then I know it's easy for me to say you know a simple five yard pass but literally like there was there was passes that were just too hard completely missing their mark players just weren't on the same wavelength like they weren't expecting to receive the ball or the ball was played way too far and yeah like I said we were just spluttering and stalling and we just couldn't string a decent spell together. You know, you look at last weekend's game at Hunter Birmingham, we were constantly building momentum and we had momentum behind us and we were knocking on the door all game and we got our reward. I wouldn't say we had even a, a 10 minute spell in this game where you could kind of see that we were clicking into gear and we were building momentum and starting to put pressure on Stoke and forcing them backwards. We just didn't. Every every move would break down. It was just poor. It was a really poor performance today. And I think the sooner it's it's forgotten about, the better. And as I say, in the first half, it was helped by Stoke getting a goal in the eighth minute. You know, sometimes if the other the opposition isn't is is playing just as badly as you, you might get away with being as bad as Borough were at the start of this game. But as I think we've seen, when Borough score first at home, regardless of how we're playing, we usually win. But for Stoke to get an early goal away from home was massive. And the goal on the 8th minute probably couldn't have come at a better time for them just to have something that they could defend. And it quietened the crowd down instantly. It stopped Borough in their tracks or stopped them getting any kind of momentum going, even though we weren't really getting anything going anyway. And it was a really poor goal to concede as well. A corner come in. Rose had a free header. I, I don't know who was meant to be marking him, but he seemed to just run across... All of the bodies within the area got a free header. And I don't know if Senny Dieng was unsighted. I'd like to hope so, but I think he should have done better. And I am the biggest advocate. I am the chief of the Senny Dieng fan club. But I even have to look at that and admit that I think he could have done better. But even then, if he'd have parried it, there were two Stokes, uh, two Stoke players at the back post who would have probably tapped it in Anyway, so as much as I think Senny could have done better with the initial save, listen, the header shouldn't have come in in the first place. It was a free header. The keeper didn't make the best save, and even if he had saved it, 
there were two Stoke bodies that had already reacted a lot quicker and a lot faster than what the Borough defence had, who would have probably put the ball in the back of the net anyway. So, you know what? I think it was a goal any which way you would have looked at it and it gave Stoke something to defend. And you hope then that maybe that will kick us into gear. Fair enough, we've had a slow start. This might wake us up a bit. But it didn't. It didn't make a single solid bit of difference. Borough continued to just huff and puff without any real pressure or penetration. What I will say, we did put quite a few good balls into the box at times and there just was no one there to turn them home. No one was quite gambling or expecting them. So we still were producing some decent balls into the box. And one big weakness that I thought we had in this game was set pieces. Because, you know, if you're playing bad in terms of open play and in possession, you know, at least maybe you can then fall back on a set-piece goal to get you back into the game. You know, a corner that bounces around, goes in off someone's ass, or a free kick or something. We had so many free kicks, corners, set-pieces, and it's a potential added option or weapon in our artillery to, to maybe get back into a game where we're not playing as well. And they were so poor. The deliveries were alright, but there was no one getting on the end of them and there were so many crosses and set pieces that we were simply just wasting. And it gets to the point where you just sat there when Borough get a corner or a set piece and you just sat there, you're not even remotely excited because you just never expect anything to come from it. So we just had no real option or avenue you know, into getting anything from this game. And, and once we went 1-0 down, you're hoping we can stay in the game and maybe a half-time team talk can, can get us back into its second half. But we then go 2-0 down on 37 minutes. And at that point, you know, it, it takes at least the win away from Borough. And it was, again, another poor goal to concede. Stoke, again, looking very free-flowing on the counter-attack. Played on to the right-hand side and I remember when I saw the ball played across and I saw that Rav was 2v1 at right-back. Instantly I thought, he's 2v1, this is bad. Jones did not get back to help him. Cut the ball across to the other side. This time Engel, the other full-back, was isolated 2v1 and that allows them to play the ball outside to Leris or Lerry or however you pronounce his name and he puts it into the bottom corner very very nicely and we're 2-0 down and to be fair up until that point it was probably the only opportunity Stoke had created but they took them and that was all that they needed to do because Borough weren't laying a single glove on them and even when we had half time and we got into the second half made the changes that I think needed to be made with Lath coming on for Coburn, Rogers coming on, Dyke Steele for Vandenberg etc. You hope that it might make a difference but it didn't. It didn't make a single difference. No matter who the personnel was, we were just a machine that could not get going. It would just keep turning on, flicking back off, back off again, and it just gave Stoke a really, really easy afternoon. So, nothing else to report in the second half, and looking at the Borough side, running through them, as you can see, over the last few weeks when we've looked at the teams, all of Borough's lineup has been green with wonderful performances this was the complete opposite. It was pretty much an unchanged team, barring the one change, which was Hayden Hackney, who was suspended for this game. So Barlas had come in. And I think I might as well talk about Hayden Hackney now, 
since he was suspended. I think we missed him. I think we missed Hackney in midfield, but I wouldn't put that fully down to why Borough lost because I still feel like the personnel who we had out there, I mean, 10 of the 11 players who were out there played and beat Norwich in such a controlled composed fashion midweek and they were all out there again today and it was like a different side it was really really disappointing but starting from the back Senny you know what like most games he didn't have much to do but like I mentioned akin to the early games in the season the shots or the chances stuck did have found their way into the back of the net and I think especially as I mentioned the first he probably could have done better with but at the same time I still think they would have probably tapped the rebound home anyway but other than that Sydney didn't have anything to do and that's I guess disappointing in itself that we still lost 2-0. The back four they didn't look as reassured today especially in the first half I thought McNair and Fry were getting done in behind quite a few times. Stoke played a couple of balls over the top and really put McNair and Fry under pressure with some of the balls they played in behind but as I mentioned I think the first goal was from a corner, so you can't put that down at the centre-backs. That was just a, a group problem. Whoever's man it was got free in the second goal. Yeah, I think you could maybe argue Greenwood and Jones didn't give Engel and Rav the support to um, stop them getting as far as they as they did down our sides and, and, and get the shot away, which obviously scored the second. So, yeah, I think both goals were, were more of a, a group problem a defensive unit kind of issue and yeah I think the same for Engel and, and Rav Vandenberg I think they they would they were there they did all right to be fair I think Engel looked good in spells I think he gave us a little bit of energy down that left hand side and was putting some good challenges in and looked like he was a bit sharper than the rest of the team but yeah, essentially had absolutely no joy in the final third either. The midfield too, I don't think, had a good game. Housen particularly had a really poor game today. He was one of the biggest culprits in terms of giving the ball away. There were so many times where he would play a poor pass, lose the ball in a really dangerous area. Again, if Hackney was in, that may have been a different story. Barlasser got the only remotely good rating, but I didn't think he was particularly great either. I think he maybe looked a bit brighter than the rest, but the bar was incredibly low, so I don't think his performance was particularly great, even if it was one of the slightly better ones. And then, yeah, the front four just didn't click, didn't connect, looked completely disconnected and, and all over the place, really, and, and really, really struggled. Greenwood didn't really get into the game he struggled he lost the ball quite a few times ran down loads of blind alleys where Stoke players were sat there waiting for him and the same with Jones I think Jones had a really really poor game he was another one who yeah lost the ball many times when he'd lose the ball he'd instantly foul the opposition which obviously gave them a free kick it allowed them to to calm the game down and waste a bit of time and I think Jones overall today just from a creative point of view defensive point of view he didn't help Rav for the second goal was just off it today completely off it and I think Crooks Crooks was maybe one of our better players first half but I think just among the whole Borough unit just ended up being as ineffective as the others and yeah Josh Coburn I mean I think he did all right second half I think first half I I, I just thought the the Stoke centre-backs had a really easy game with, with Corburn. I think he his touch was a bit better than what it has been. He held the ball up a little bit better than he has done. He had a really good effort in the first half that hit the bar. But, um, yeah, I just he just doesn't offer as much as Lath does in terms of giving the opposition something 
to think about giving their defence something to really worry about. Lath just causes chaos, whereas I think the defence have a bit more of an easier day at the office with Coburn. And if the players behind him are really, really struggling, I think he'll find it really hard to affect the game and ideally need someone, I think, alongside him. But that's not going to happen in Borough's system. As for the subs, like I say, none of them come on and made much of a difference, to be honest with you. Yeah, we could have been there all week and not scored. We just didn't have anything going for us. And when you look at the momentum, this is what I mean about Borough and and Stoke, to be fair. They didn't have any prolonged periods of significant pressure, but they didn't need to after the first half. They got the goals when they did, and and we didn't either. You know, we had little splurges and spikes here and there, but nothing of significance. And when you go to the stats, I mean, for all of the possession we had, we were really woefully uncreative an xg of 0.88 three shots on target stoke xgers out xgers more shots more big chances more shots on target and that's that's the nature of the game i guess you know it, it probably did make a difference that they got their goals early but yeah for all the possession borough had we've been a chance creating machine of late and so to, to have a game as poor as that is a real real Shame. So what does that do for the championship? Well, as we know, it's very, very tight in the championship at this moment in time. We're going to ignore the top two because, quite frankly, they've gone as far as that's concerned. But it drops us down to 10, so we're not as far down as we could have been. A win might have got us in the playoffs. It might not have with Hull winning. But, yeah, it's 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 not dropped us too far from the playoffs. You know, we're 10th with three points off. The key thing is the run we've been on has got us into the mix and I think the big thing for me is that we don't let this spiral into something that is a lot worse. I think it's a positive when we look ahead to the week Borough have got coming up. I think it's a positive that we've got a League Cup game in midweek because I think having a game straight after this within days of such a poor performance I think is ideal. It allows the players to get this out of their system as soon as possible. It allows us to rest key players who maybe are looking a bit tired. We've obviously got loads of injuries. So I think this is the perfect time for a game like this to just get that defeat out of our system and get a good performance in and then we can look ahead to Plymouth with a bit more positivity. But that in itself at the weekend is going to be very, very tough. It's a long trip down to the south coast. We know how tough Plymouth are at home park. So that's a big, big game for us to just put in a performance. We might well lose the game, but if we put in a good performance, which can make the fans look at it and say, we played well, we were unlucky there, I think that's all right. I think it's games like today where we were just awful and we were well beaten and we looked terrible. They're the worst. You know, you can hold your hands up when you're well beaten. If Stoke had played us off the park and we gave it our all and created enough chances, just didn't take them, you can go fair enough. But there's no positives to pull out of, of today's game. So I'm hoping result might take care of itself. It's the performance for me that's absolutely massive going into next weekend's game. And, you know, I think I think it's it's important that we get back on track and we don't let this turn into a winless run I think that's the most important thing just just draw a line under this take the whatever positives they might be learn from what went wrong and yeah move on as quickly as possible and get back on the bike as it were because after that we've got Leicester and yeah that could be a very tough game going into the next international break so that's my thoughts on today's defeat to Stoke City a very very disappointing one Stoke love coming to the Riverside and Alex Neal loves playing the Borough but the key thing is for me as I say is to learn from this and bounce back 
as soon as possible and not let all the great hard work from the last few weeks be undone in the next few games. But other than that, let me know your thoughts in the comment section below if you're a Borough fan, a Stoke fan, or another fan of any other football team. Like this video as well if you've enjoyed it and subscribe for more. And as I said at the start in the little intro, Project Boroughs are now available on podcast providers. So if you do want to listen to these videos and episodes on the go, out and about, on your podcast providers, you can do just that if you so wish. But until next time, guys, a big thank you for watching. I'll be back across the week with much more championship content predictions for next weekend. And, of course, my my FM save, my FM24 save as Borough Manager right now. So if you want to check out that as well, that's something fun we're doing currently. But, uh, yeah, a big thanks for watching. Do take care. See you all in the next one.